That is definitely a jam. Hey, everybody, and welcome to My Sister's Jam. This is your host, Camille, and I am here with my big sister, Missy, as always. Hello, my love. Hello, my beautiful sister. I missed you again. I feel like that, too. I feel like that, too. I haven't actually seen you in a little minute. I'm feeling away right. about that. But it's all good. That's stupid. That's How stupid. are you doing okay. today, girl? I, I, I'm doing good, girl. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. She ready. Well, y'all, today we are biting into the first portion, the first little chunk of what will be a huge heap of goodness that is the career of the legend the icon the purple one prince oh Ah. oh Ah. Ah. i don't know this our 25th episode is very 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 special y'all this is big Mm. prince y'all prince so We're starting out by diving Mm. into Prince and the Revolution. And in future episodes, we'll definitely cover Prince's work with other bands. But we thought this was a great place to start. And we are super excited. We are so excited. And y'all, we we were overwhelmed, but now we're excited. (laughs) Truly overwhelming. This was quite overwhelming, but we're doing our best. We got a whole lot to cover. So we have our drinks. Y'all, we got some actual classy, real drinks today. My sister got her big (laughs) mug with some tea and plenty whiskey in it. I have some whiskey martini type cocktail that I made in my beautiful shaker and uh, matching glass. I may post this uh, in our story so y'all can see because it's a vibe. It's a vibe and it's giving purple. It's giving purple. It's giving purple for Prince. Yes, you got to post that. We are wearing our Prince shirts. I'm wearing a Prince uh, purple rain t-shirt my sister has her prince and the revolution t-shirt on we are in the spirit okay come through and i got on purple eyeshadow come on now come on with the purple come on come on we actually looking like something on here today it is <laughs> it's a beautiful day it's a beautiful day we ready we came with our best so yeah before we dive into our jams y'all i've got some rapid fire facts to give y'all on the history of the band the revolution because that is our focus for the day and these facts ain't really that rapid fire y'all but you know it's all good we got to give y'all the information okay if it's rapid it's rapid if it ain't it ain't (laughs) can the revolution can the revolution be rapid no 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 there's too much here (laughs) no so i got some facts and here we go Yes. The Revolution is an American band formed in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1979 by Prince, serving as his live band and later as his studio band. The band's sound incorporated rock, pop, R&B, funk, new wave, and psychedelic elements. Purple Rain would become the first official appearance of the Revolution. At the time of the release, the band contained Prince on lead vocals, guitar, and piano, Wendy Melvoin on guitar and vocals, Brown Mark on bass, guitar, and vocals, Lisa Coleman on keyboards, piano, and vocals, Matt Dr. Fink on keyboards and vocals, and Bobby Z on drums. Purple Rain became Prince's first album to reach number one on the Billboard 200. The album spent 24 consecutive weeks atop the Billboard 200 and was present on the chart for a total of 167 weeks. 
In May 1996, the album was certified 13 times platinum by the RIAA, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. In Billboard's list of all 92 Diamond-certified albums ranked from worst to best, critics take, Purple Rain was ranked first. Rolling Stone ranked the album number two on its list of 100 best albums of the 1980s and number eight on its 2020 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame and added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry list of sound recordings that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. The Revolution has six Grammy nominations and two wins, Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal for the single Kiss, and Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal for Purple Rain. By the time of their 1986 breakup, The Revolution had backed Prince on two studio albums, two soundtracks, and two videos. And those, folks, were our not-so-rapid, rapid-fire facts. Okay, sister, you came with it. You came with those rapid-fire facts. I'm sure that was kind of challenging to put together. Hey, it was a lot. I'm like, this is going to be 30 minutes long, but I got to give the people what they need to know. Okay. We got to, we got to educate I mean, y'all right at the top of the episode. So there you have it, folks. So the fact that purple rain was on the charts for 162 weeks. I'm like, that is insane. Pure like, insanity. Insane. Yeah. So, but without- also, makes sense truly 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 (laughs) truly makes sense well without further ado my friend are you ready i'm i'm like giddy y'all i'm like is she ready are you ready for your first jam (laughs) are you ready to go (laughs) shoot i better get ready because we're gonna be here all night otherwise here we go all right all right sister so my first jam i don't even know how to start talking about this one so I'm coming out the gate swinging. I'm coming out swinging. I'm coming in hot because this freaking song right here. Okay. It's one of the extremely few songs that I have that gives me literal chills. Like, you know, how mm. people say that, oh, this song gives me chills. No, no, literally. Real, <laughs> like one line in particular that I'll get into later makes me actually shiver. And yeah. so I mean this in the literal sense. So when we were picking jams, though, sister, remember how this was like the first one out of my mouth? I was like, no, yes. I, ha- I have this one. Okay, <laughs> let me get into it. And that song that I'm referring to is The Beautiful Ones. <sighs> what a place oh, to start, okay. y'all. What a place to start. Okay. Mm. The Beautiful Ones is the third track on Prince and the Revolution's monstrous hit soundtrack for the film Purple Rain that my sister just gave y'all some insane rapid fire facts on. (laughs) It was one of the three songs from the album that was completely done by Prince. So it was produced by Prince. It was arranged. It was composed and performed, including the instrumentations entirely by Prince. Mm -hmm. So although The Beautiful Ones was not one of the singles released from the soundtrack, this song, I feel like, became iconic not only because it's fire it's actually fire (laughs) but you know but due to the scene in the movie purple rain Mm -hmm. where prince is basically pleading with apollonia so apollonia is his love interest and her fine self Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so he's pleading with her from the stage and he's belting out this song to her as she's sitting with his music rival Morris Day in the mm-hmm. audience so he like trying to get with her but she out there sitting with Morris it's this urgent plea for her to choose him over Morris and you know how Prince do <laughs> that scene singing and falling out on the stage super yes. emotional you know and he, he did it so tough that like she's in tears after mm-hmm. he's done you know like she's crying I'm like girl I know I know cause that was <laughs> it was intense cause I, <laughs> cause I be crying too and he not even singing to me <laughs> phenomenal okay anyway so what makes this song so amazing and one of my favorite it's one of my favorite types of compositions of a song Mm -hmm. is that it's a song that starts out very tame it starts out very slow and he sounds super duper sad at the onset of the song you know the Mm -hmm. baby 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 (laughs) (laughs) he's like almost whispering it you know Mm -hmm. the the piano is slow like the drum pattern is slow it's like But as the song progresses, though, we feel and hear his mood starting to change, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's becoming more antsy. It's becoming more angsty. He's becoming more irritated. And Mm -hmm. that pitch and the tone of his voice, it starts going up, you know. If we got married. Mm -hmm. Would that be cool? You know that Prince voice. That's my part. (laughs) Would that be? (laughs) That is my part. (laughs) If we got married, would that be cool? Would that be yeah. cool with you? You know, until he finally starts wailing. So at the mm-hmm. end, he is wailing and screaming in that beautiful Prince fashion. Because, like, he screams and it sounds so beautiful, you know? Yes, 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 it does. Like, I've never heard anybody scream so good. <laughs> and And he's demanding in his want for this woman, for Apollonia, mm-hmm. right? But here's the line, y'all. Here's the line that gives me literal shivers, even when I'm thinking about it right now. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the, li- the line, I'm begging down on my knees and I can't. That's when he started screaming. I yeah, can't he do be no print scream. And the fact that I didn't know he was even saying words on that part, I was like, what line is she even talking about? So hopefully we'll highlight that for the people because they can be like, where did he say that at? If they're anything like me, I'm like, when did he say I'm begging down on my knees? It, it, he's screaming to the point where you really can't even understand what he's saying. And, and it sounds so good. Yeah, That's yeah. what's crazy. Yes. But this is when he's going off. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, what thing? What things for certain, babe? I know what I want, yeah. It's the please your baby, please your baby. I'm back in time, I'm on <laughs> That part. Ooh. Ooh, girl. That's what he say on that part. Girl, when he say that line, yes. I like I'm sweating. I'm starting to sweat in my pits. I'm sweating. <laughs> Y'all, my, 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 my purple rain t-shirt is my husband's. So I hope I don't get too excited to start sweating in his shirt. He's going to be like, if you get this, get this he going to be shirt. mad. <laughs> Not ruining my shirt. At you. Listen, you that's all right. Drink some water, something. Listen, because we got to calm it down. Because I am about to get excited. I see that, and this drink ain't short stopping either. I get warmed up. Right, right. get warmed up. Yeah, yeah. The liquor get you hot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the line, girl. That is the one. And literally every time I'd be like, "Ooh, ease up, sir." Anywho, yes. all right. 
So then there were some rumors and some chatter about who Prince was actually singing about in The Beautiful Ones. Mm -hmm. And the rumor was namely talking about, or referring to, I should say, Susanna Melvoin, who is the twin sister to the Revolution band member, Wendy. Mm -hmm. And it was supposedly in order to woo her away from her then boyfriend at the time. But Prince cleared all that up in a 2015 interview with Ebony Magazine, where he indicated that the song was actually about his former girlfriend, Denise Matthews, a.k.a. Mm. Vanity, another gorgeous woman. Prince only dealt with freaking, I mean, astoundingly beautiful women. And I'm like, as he should. Sir. <laughs> right, right. I mean, Do as only Prince less? could pull, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, gosh. Anyway, so AKA Vanity, everybody knows who Vanity is. And mm -hmm. um, Prince actually gave her that stage name. He gave it to her because he felt like when he looked at her, he was looking at a female version of himself. Mm -hmm. And so Vanity was, origi was originally cast as the role of his love interest in the movie, but she quit the role mm. not too long before a shooting was set to begin because like they broke up. She quit the role. Okay. And so he he wrote that in dedication or like in reflection of that whole thing yeah so then after she quit her role was offered to jennifer bills who played the lead in flash dance okay which was another cult classic freaking successful movie mm -hmm. but she declined she declined the role because she was getting ready to go to college and she's like nah i'm trying to do the school thing so then the role was offered to Apollonia, mm -hmm. who, of course, accepted and bodied the role because that was our girl. That was and our girl. It. Yes. And so at the time, she was in a relationship with super mega famous rocker David Lee Roth. Uh, and Prince demanded that she break up with him and then not date anyone <laughs> during the <laughs> like shoot during the shooting and promotion of the film so that fans will speculate about whether or not they were dating in real life and she was like okay cool <laughs> okay well that worked out i guess <laughs> she was like okay see see the whole prince had on people yeah i see Crazy. that's my first jam the beautiful ones oh <sighs> And that's the end of today's read. episode because we don't even episode. need no Thank more. <laughs> we just play it. Come back, come back, come back, come back. Don't don't leave, y'all. Right. We got y'all. Don't get jams. out. We got nine. We got another jams. hour, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What my sister got? I've got. Let's go crazy. Oh and, yes. A 1984 oh. song, of course, by Prince and the Revolution from the album Purple Rain. Now, it's the opening track on both the album and the film Purple Rain. So Let's Go Crazy was one of Prince's most popular songs and was a staple for concert performances, often segueing into other hits. Like, I can only imagine it <laughs> at a stinking concert, like the energy, the energy that would be in the place on this oh. song. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. By the by the way, did I ever tell you how my auntie, one of my aunties on my dad's side that passed away not too long ago, mm -hmm. she went to a freaking Purple Rain concert, Prince oh. and the Revolution. No. She had got, 
Yes, she did. She went to see freaking Prince and the Revolution. She had a poster from the concert on her wall. And she told me the story and everything. Amazing. Amazing. I love that for her. And I love that for you. Like you're mm-hmm. one degree away from maybe have been there. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Very yes. cool. Well, uh, when Let's Go Crazy was released as a single, the song became Prince's second number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 and also topped the two component charts, the hot R&B and hip hop songs and the hot dance club party charts, as well as becoming a UK top 10 hit. Now, the B-side was the lyrically controversial Erotic City, and I believe we'll have more on that later. Uh, But in the UK, yeah, in the UK, (laughs) Let's Go Crazy was released as a double A-side with Take Me With You. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So Let's Mm -hmm. Go Crazy was also notable for opening with a funeral-like organ solo with Prince giving the quote-unquote eulogy for this thing called life. And y'all, that babe, is definitely babe. my favorite part of the song. Okay. The intro. Period. It's iconic. It's period. Mm. It's just like such a unique way to start a song. And I remember thinking that like even when I was young, I'm like, this is interesting. Like I I'm feeling this vibe. And I'm like six or something. Like, <laughs> like why? <laughs> but it stood out to me. It always stood out to me. And the way that it opens the movie iconic it's yes. like him and all you see is his silhouette and the smoke and stuff back there mm. and, you, and his guitar i'm like dearly beloved yes dearly beloved Boy, it's just it's too much it's too much it's too much me. and then it's like as i got older i really started to kind of like hear what he's saying in the beginning and mm. i'm like that's just making it hit even harder because i just thought it was cool like the organ and stuff. I just thought it was a cool sound when I was younger. But then I'm like, dang, he really like he really saying some stuff. I love that right. part where you talk about, you know, you call up one of the shrinks in Beverly Hills. You know the one. <laughs> I love that part. Instead of asking how much of your time is left, ask how much of your ask mind, How babe. much of your mind, babe. Ooh, Ask him, okay? Because you're losing right, your mind. Babe. Things are much harder in the afterworld, okay? The afterworld. Listen. This life, this you life, on your own. You're on your own. Dun, dun. I'm Listen, love it, love it. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> the song like just hits. It climaxes with the like this distinctive drum machine pattern, and then of course it features the heavy guitar and the electric uh, electronic drums and bass and everything, and everything. a climactic drum outro. Like it's bomb, it's bomb and it's fire. And of course, the song yeah. is also known for its two guitar solos, which were both performed by Prince. Of Just course they were. I can't. Like, it's so, and it's, uh, it's just everything. Is Let's it, Go Crazy is everything. The energy in the song, re- like I said, I can't imagine it at a concert. It's just turn, you can't help but move. You can't help but move your body. It just feels right. good. It's a feel good song to me. I probably fall out. <laughs> If I had yeah. went to the Prince and Revolution concert, I probably just fell out and fell, fell. fell Absolutely. Down. Absolutely. And then came back too just, and then fell out again. <laughs> right. I probably fell out twice. Because it's too much. It's definitely it's too, too much. too much, actually. But that Woo. is my first jam. Let's go crazy. Woo. Girl, we Let's got more jams to do. For the purple hey. bananas, did they put us in the truck? Let's oh. go. 
Okay. We ain't gonna sing the okay. whole time. Well, we might. I don't know. But we might. I don't. It's a vibe. But we got to some your more jams. Get second into second jam. I am to my second jam, sister. Let's go with this one, girl. My second jam is Darling Nikki, which caused a stir, y'all. It was about to be a fight. It was about to be a fight it on w- this one. It was. Because when I say Darling it- Nikki is my jam, that's what I mean. I mean, that's what I mean. But I'm going to let my sister have this moment. Go ahead. <laughs> she loved me, y'all. She uh, loved me. Uh-huh. I love you a lot. But come on in with your with your you know commentary. Commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so darling Nikki, whoo girl. See this how you know you had jams, okay? When people talk about your jams in a podcast and all they got to do is say the name of it and they're like, oh right, oh woo, overwhelmed already. All they got to do overwhelmed, like darling Nikki. Oh yes, okay, yes. So it is the fifth track from the soundtrack to Purple Rain. I'm sure you guys are noticing a pattern here. <laughs> basically, the conclusion is Prince and the Revolution Man handled this album. They basically killed it. Killed. So this was another one that was not released as a single sister. Mm-hmm. So Darling Nikki is absolutely one of my favorite revolution jams. Period. Poo. I guess that's what the Young that's people what say. Young people say. I think. Period. Po. <laughs> do they still say that? I, I feel like it's old. Look, girl, I, I think we're late. They don't. I, <laughs> what do they say now? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. We got to find out. Yeah. Um. So it's raw. The song is raw. The instrumentation. It is just like so forceful and in your face. Yes. And I read that it was composed to have more of a live feel to the song like without mm-hmm. it being live actually yes. you know have, and i and i get that i get mm-hmm. that now one only has to listen to the first few lines of the song to know that this one is going to be about sex mm-hmm. and it's going to be about a woman who loves to have it and you know yeah. i'm here for it i mean i mean know. come on sis i mean come on I mean, come on be liberated and, Right. I mean, because it is great. <laughs> but anyway, it it's a song about Prince meeting a woman in a hotel lobby as she's pleasuring herself mm-hmm. while reading a magazine. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, Nikki. Um, so she is a sex fiend. Mm-hmm. I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend literally the first line (laughs) literally i'm like oh okay tell me more prince what else she do (laughs) so he goes on to talk about her talking about she took him to her house or her castle as he calls it Mm -hmm. she has so many devices everything everything that that money could buy you know she had the devices and the toys okay Mm -hmm. so she made him sign his name on the dotted line, a waiver, an NDA. Sign your name on this line before we do this thing. So I'm like, she was doing Chris, she was doing the Dom slash Christian Gray thing. Yeah. So yeah. she was she was basically shades. a Dom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and I'm here for it. I'm here for women dominating men. <laughs> I'm here for it. I don't care what none of y'all gotta say about it. <laughs> Addie Weiss. So she was a Dom and it was very obvious in the lyrics. 
So mm-hmm. they do their thing. But then she leaves him high and dry with her n- phone number telling him to call her when they when she when he wants to have fun again. Brutal. Mm-hmm. But this song <laughs> is so fire. And I have to say that my favorite part is towards the end after he sings the last chorus, because like there's really not a chorus to the yeah. song. It's actually not a chorus to quite a few of these, honestly. True that. True that. Right. But like not even sure you can call it that but it breaks into like the music playing with the guitars and the keyboards mm-hmm. and the drums you know like you yes. know after you finish screaming and yes. then, 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 then. Mm. man if you like, do that ugly face Ugh, it's yes. nasty it's nasty girl that yes. is my favorite part of the whole song yes like, yes Yes. Goes hard. Goes hard. Goes hard. Goes hard. Nasty. Nasty. They could put that on a loop and I'd be like, yes, yes. Yes. yes." So after that music stops, you hear the sound of like rain and wind and the band starts singing, but they're singing in reverse. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you play the vocals for it, they're saying, Hello, how are you? Fine, fine. Because I know the Lord is coming soon. Coming, coming soon. Hmm. so never knew as that I pre- right yeah yeah like I, I knew that but I heard it like a while ago mm-hmm. but yeah and so as I previously mentioned Darlin' Nikki was not a single released from the soundtrack but it shot to national attention after Tipper Gore an American social issues advocate heard her 11 year old daughter listening to it in her room and so Tipper was like girl what are you what listening is, to? And so, this what, off? <laughs> what is this? And so, Tipper formed what became known as the Parents Music Resource Center, and she inc- she came up with a list of fifteen popular filthy songs, and Darling Nikki was number one on that <laughs> list. And she used this list to spearhead the creation of what we know now as the Parental Advisory Sticker that was placed on album covers that contained suggestive lyrics. Lame. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing Get terrible. Get off of there. I want to hear it all. I want it raw. Get that out of here. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's um, pretty raunchy. But a doggone jam, y'all! I love that song so much. And again, another one I feel like I loved when I was little. And maybe look, I shouldn't have been listening to it. I guess because like, why am I listening to stuff talking about masturbating with a magazine? But you know, it was a jam. I I feel like what I love about mom though is that mom was just like because mom, like y'all know, y'all know better than what to to not be exactly, exactly. She raised us for real, so she wasn't worried about music ruining her children. She had already raised us for real, you know. Like we had the values, so we could still listen to it, and we still be straight, (laughs) right? Like she knew if we listen to Darling Nikki, like we're not gonna go to a hotel lobby start masturbating with a magazine at eleven years old. Like we we just gonna listen, we just just gonna listen to it. We just like the song. Shout out to mom. We're not gonna do that. Shout out to mom. Shout, Shout out to, to mom. mom for letting us be free and free thinkers. <laughs> a mean. whole vibe. I love it. God lead us my song. That is my song. Girl, that is my freaking song, bro. Like on to my <laughs> second jam. I've got computer blue. Computer Woo! blue. 
Hey, this was released on June 25th. Yes. Okay. This was released on June 25th, 1984. We're going to sing later. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Released on June 25th, 1984. Computer Blue is the fourth track on Prince's sixth album, Purple Rain. Again, a trend here. In the mm-hmm. film, the song represents Prince's character's angst at the budding relationship between the characters played by Morris Day and Apollonia. Now, the latter of whom Prince desires, like we mentioned earlier, and he performs it in front of the two during the revolution set at a nightclub with the aim of upsetting them. Now, the song was composed by Prince with credit to his father, John L. Nelson, for the guitar solo based on a piano instrumental written by Nelson and Prince. He titled hmm. the instrumental piece Father's Song and recorded it on piano for the film, though on screen it was portrayed as being played by Prince's character's father, played by Clarence Williams III. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Now, on the box set Purple Rain Deluxe, a different and longer recording of Father's Song was included. But Computer mm-hmm. Blue um, was originally recorded at the warehouse in Minneapolis with the revolution a day after Let's Go Crazy and was later overdubbed at Sunset in L.A. in August of 1983. Now, Prince, along with Wendy and Lisa and sound engineer Susan Rogers, set about doing further work on what would later end up being placed on the album Purple Rain, albeit in a very heavily edited form. So I'm going to get a little bit mm. into that. So originally conceived as a 14-minute opus, Computer Blue mm-hmm. would later be edited down several times for inclusion on Purple Rain. So the song was edited from a fully mastered 7 minutes and 30 seconds down to its current length when Take Me With You was added to the album at the last minute. Now the full-length okay. version of the song um, contains extended instrumental solos and additional lyrics along with a repeated synthesizer segment with a sing-along chant which was often played in live versions of the song so it's like mm. a surplus of versions of the song <laughs> but it's all right there. right now computer blue begins with spoken lyrics by wendy and lisa which suggests a dominatrix type relationship and again i have found myself with another prince jam where i just love the unique beginning of the song like i he is, i love that he, I love so when a far. song grab you straight out the gate. So the ladies, out the gate. yes, mm-hmm. the lady spoken mm-hmm. intro is just a few lines, but it's like so intriguing. So like it starts off, Wendy, yes, Lisa, yes, Lisa. Uh huh. Is the water warm is enough? Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Shall we begin? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Lisa. Yay! Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just pulls you in. Like, what is this about to be about? Like, you're like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. Um, my interest is peaked, and it hits. Okay, it hits. So, I feel like the instrumentation is kind of like eerie ish when it comes in, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just fire. Then the song explodes into like this experimental rock number with like screaming and heavy synths and distorted guitars and lyrics um, about the relationship between humans and computers. It's fire. It's fire. Now, fire. something important to note here, um, childhood friends later turned romantic couple, Miss Lisa and Wendy, were both credited as writers on this jam. 
So after mm-hmm. the disbanding of the group, the two enjoyed major success, um, including scoring films such as Dangerous Minds and Something New. You used to love that movie, Something New. <laughs> Girl, yes, I did. I definitely did. I definitely, definitely did. still own it. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and TV shows such as Crossing Jordan, Shades of Blue, and Nurse Jackie, for which they won an Emmy for Outstanding Original Main Title Theme Music. So like, come, come on, on, Lisa and Wendy, come with on, the intro Wendy at least. and the later success in life. I love it all. And, and bro, if I can just share, share, I actually meant to share this earlier. When I yes. tell you I had the biggest little girl, girl crush on freaking Wendy. I'm hollering. <laughs> when, even when I was little, I was like, oh my gosh, she is so pretty. She is so freaking pretty, bro. I mean, it bees like that. It bees like that. I was like, and then she wore her hair over her eye. I always love when women wear their hair over their eye. I love that Come about Aaliyah. Aaliyah too. Like, Right. And so that was huge, like in the eighties as well. And she would like Wendy, she would have her hair over her eye mm-hmm. and like that funky asymmetrical cut that was in back then. I'm like, yes. okay, Wendy, Wendy is fire. She is definitely on, fire. Wendy. I love it. But yes, computer yes. blue is one of my jams. And I feel like it's, I don't know, is it popular? I feel like I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not the only person that know it, obviously, but I feel like I don't really hear much about computer blue when, when people are talking Prince You're jams. Yeah, not as much as their other jams, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely liked. It's definitely liked by Prince fans for sure. Yeah. Yes. We're doing a lot of shoulder shaking <laughs> and stuff today, y'all. It's a lot of movement over here. <laughs> I love this. Girl, love we this. knew that's why we was nervous. That's why we was nervous. I was like, this yes. going to be a lot. Ooh. That's all right. We we doing it. Excellent, sister. Excellent. Your third jam, my friend. Okay. My my third jam. One of my favorite Prince and the Revolution jams is Pop Life. Pop Life. Everybody needs a thrill. Pop hey. Life. We all gotta say Sufi. It's lit. Okay. <laughs> Life, it ain't real funky unless it's got that pop. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Understood. So, <laughs> pop Life was the second single from Prince and the Revolution's 1985 album, Around the World in a Day, mm-hmm. under the Paisley Park and Warner Brothers Records labels. So the song became a hit for the band, reaching number seven on the Billboard High 100 and becoming Prince's eighth top 10 hit in a two-year span so pop life was recorded before purple rain was completed actually hinting that prince wanted to go in a new direction after the success of that album and that film Mm -hmm. so the lyrics of pop life seem to suggest a state of being unhappy or overwhelmed by celebrity and the pressures that come along with that just stay on top Mm -hmm. and to stay on top you know in the industry and all that Mm -hmm. and then with those pressures sometimes comes you know drug use you know Mm -hmm. like that one line in the song what you putting in your nose is that where all your money goes i'm like oh jeez yeah it's getting a little deep (laughs) yeah hey prince was deep yeah it just sounded real funky you know right (laughs) but he was saying something (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, let me listen to this. Mm-hmm. 
at the time of Around the World and a, and a Day's release, Prince planned to stop touring and he wanted to lower his public image. So the album had no actual photographs. Mm-hmm. It had no commercial promotion, no tour and or videos featuring Prince. The only exception was the video for Raspberry Beret. Okay. So even with the limited promotion, the album became the revolution's second number one album after Purple Rain, becoming certified double platinum in July of 1985. So like, how you go double platinum (laughs) With no promotion. Yeah. That's Prince and the Revolution. That's you. what you do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. The, pretty much. So the sound of the album, including uh the Pop Life track, it saw Prince kind of experimenting more with like psychedelic styles of music and more rich textures. Mm-hmm. It was a very noticeable shift from the sound that we heard in Purple Rain. Yeah. And so also an important band change to note here is that we find another gorgeous woman Mm -hmm. joining the not necessarily joining the group but she did lend some of her talented drummer and percussionist skills miss sheila e come on sheila sheila e come on girl we just posted you the other day in our stories (laughs) um she landed uh the drums she did the drums on pop life she nice. also landed uncredited vocals to apparently a fresh dance mix version of the song, which I'm not, I'm, I probably have heard it, just didn't realize that it was like right. this fresh dance mix. I'm, I'm not sure. But we love some Sheila E around here too. Gotta love it. Yes. That's my vibe. third chance sister. I love that. Yeah, I noticed that cover art. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the album art for this one until I was building mm. our playlist for today's episode. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. I mean, I thought it was cute, but I'm like, oh, it's just like a little cartoony type picture. I'm like, not actual pictures of them. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. My third jam. Oh. My third jam is doing me like the beautiful ones did my sister. I'm feeling overwhelmed before I even start. I'm going to take Be overwhelmed. a overwhelmed. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. I'm my here. third jam is when doves cry Woo. all right y'all okay. overwhelmed right. good night <laughs> and that's all folks we didn't end the episode 17 times first of all all right <laughs> first of all. we're still going we're just stressed in the meantime okay when doves cry was the lead single mm. from purple rain And it is the third and final track from the album that was completely done by Prince. So again, that includes composition, instrumentation, and performance. Now, according to the DVD commentary of the film Purple Rain, Prince was asked by director Albert Magnoli to write a song to match the theme of a particular segment of the film that involved intermingled parental difficulties and a love affair. So the Mm. next morning, Prince had composed two songs, one of which was When Doves Cry. So according to Prince's biographer, Per Nielsen, the song was inspired by his relationship with Vanity Six member Susan Moonsee. When Doves Cry was Prince's first Billboard Hot 100 number one single, staying there for five weeks, and it was also a worldwide hit. According to Billboard... Of course it was. I mean... Of course it was. It was probably an outer space hit, too. Look, I, when we right, say it was a Mars, do we just? I mean, 
It was a Mars hit as well. It was a universe hit, okay? Not just Earth. It wasn't just Earth. (laughs) Right. It was a Star's hit. I I feel like I just showed my Gary accent when I said Earth. Is that how we talking, Gary? Earth. I mean, that's how we all talk. Earth. Listen. (laughs) Not just Earth. It was a universe hit. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. According to Billboard, it was the top-selling single of 1984. It is certified Mm -hmm. platinum by the RIAA, and it was the last single released by a solo artist to receive a platinum certification before the certification requirements were lowered in 1989. I didn't know that they had changed the requirements, but like... So you was killing but it you when it was harder it. to kill you it. Ki- right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you it. was you, you you had got it already. Okay. Right. You had got it. Got mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm with it. So <laughs> when Dove's Cry was ranked number one on the Billboard Year End Hot 100 singles of 1984, and following Prince's death, the song recharted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number eight. Its first appearance in the top ten since the week ending September 1st of 1984. So like, wow! Yes, nice. That's real stupid that he passed away, though. That's you know, real dumb. That's that is very we, stupid. We'll probably have an episode about that. You know, we got to talk about 2016 and how many people it took. Mm-hmm. But, we do. We do. You know. Yeah. We do. So anywho, the music video, which was directed by Prince, premiered on MTV in June of 1984. It opens with white doves emerging from double doors to reveal Prince in a bathtub and shows him performing the song in various scenes. Now, the video sparked controversy among network executives who thought that its sexual nature was too explicit for television. Boring. Let them watch it. <laughs> Let the people watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's just in a bathtub. I mean, I mean, like, come on. Now, When Does Cry is ranked number 37 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Pretty high. And right. is included mm-hmm. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Pretty cool. Prince wrote and composed When Doves Cry after all the other tracks were complete on Purple Rain. And in addition to providing vocals, he played all instruments on the track, like I mentioned. And the song's texture is remarkably stark. Like there's no bass line in When Doves Cry, which is very unusual for an 80s dance song. It's mm. fire. Yes. And the video, bro, girl, and that that it, I want that as a painting, you know, that face, yeah, at the end or whatever. I have the it face. as a poster, yeah, yeah. I have the poster yeah. of it because it's in the um, it came in the purple rain vinyl. Um, so there's a poster of it there, but I need that to be like a giant painting when we buy a house and we got like a big, beautiful grand entrance. I need that on the wall. I feel like Mel had that on her wall, a mm. poster of that. I think she it's may fire. have had that on her wall, though. It's fire. But, uh, yeah, so there's no baseline in the song. Now, Prince said that um, there originally was a baseline, but after a conversation with singer Jill Jones, he decided that the song was too conventional with it included. So they left mm. it out. Now, fun fact, uh, When Does Cry was sampled for use in MC Hammer's 1990 hit song, Pray, which is one of the few samples of his songs legally sanctioned by Prince. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And a couple of That was also a jam. (laughs) Right. That was also a jam. Right. (laughs) A couple (laughs) notable covers of When Doves Cry include a version by Genuine, produced by Timbaland, 
which was released on July 25th of 97 for Genuine's album, The Bachelor. And Genuine's cover uses actual Dove sound effects as texture for the song. Uh, what sound do Doves make? <laughs> Girl. Leave it, leave it to Timbaland. You know what we leave say about t- Timbaland. Baby noises and crickets and everything else. And crickets um, and everything. So dinosaurs, T-Rex, somebody. Yeah. He Nobody. figured out what mm-hmm. sound does make and put it in there. I'm going to have to listen to that version to try to figure out what sound that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, another cover uh, by American actor and singer Quindon Tarver. I think I'm saying his name right. Quindon. Um, as a child, he covered the song for the 1996 film Romeo and Juliet. And it was included Ooh. on the soundtrack album William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Music from the Motion Picture, Volume 2. And it became a number three hit in Australia in July of 97. And my sister said, woo, because that was our movie. Okay. When I tell <laughs> that dog on Romeo and Juliet was that our movie. Leonardo DiCaprio's fine <laughs> self. We were like, put that back on. Let's watch it again. You hear me? Uh, I remember you know when he passed away a few years ago. Oh, the singer? Uh, Qu- Quindon Tarver. Oh, really? The, oh, Yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Sure oh, did. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. But yeah. That he did that, fire. though. Definitely did yeah. that. Well, that is my third jam when Doves Cry definitely at the top, tippy top of my favorite Prince jams. I ain't going to declare a favorite because that may be impossible, but it's it's up there. It's up there. I'm just starting to get a feeling talking about these jams. It's like... It's it's a little bit too much. It's a little bit too much. The level of jam that all of these are. So mm-hmm. I gotta sip my tea or my tea with whiskey mm-hmm. and fat. Because when doves cry, whoo! Uh, all right, jam. You picking all the good ones? You getting all mm-hmm. the good ones in here? All right, as are you? My number four. Okay, I'm on my four already. Okay, mm-hmm. so my fourth favorite Prince in the Revolution jam is. Another love a hole in your head. This song goes so hard, sister. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Another love a hole in your head all together. Mm-hmm. Another love a hole in your head is the third single from the 1986 album Parade. And it was also the soundtrack album to Prince's second movie, Under the Cherry Moon, which was a romantic musical comedy drama and it marked Prince's directorial debut. debut. When I tell you me and Chicken were obsessed with this movie, that's what I mean. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) That is what I mean. (laughs) We knew, I probably supposed to mention that later, but girl, we were obsessed with Under the Cherry Moon, okay? That's funny. And so, along with Prince, the film also starred Jerome Benton, who is well known for his association with Morris Day and the Time, and they were Prince's rivals in the Purple Rain movie. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, he and Jerome are close friends. Hmm. And the movie also stars award-winning British French actress Kristen Scott Thomas. Mm-hmm. We knew, me and Chicken, we knew every line. We knew every song. We knew every single scene. <laughs> everything about this movie. Yes. Because we, we were crazy about Purple Rain, too, right? Because like, we were also obsessed with Purple Rain. So then this right. followed, and we're like, I be, we love Under the Cherry Moon now. <laughs> so, but Under the Cherry Moon was a critical and commercial failure. So go figure, right? Ooh. 
boo. However, though, the soundtrack <laughs> was not a commercial failure. What else did we talk means. about that was a commercial failure and it shouldn't have been? Oh, The Wiz. Like, what? Oh, get yeah. out of here. Like, they don't be knowing what they talk about. Just like, as much here. as we love The Wiz, like, as much <laughs> as we talk about The Wiz, it was a commercial failure. Like, was it? Now, what I was looking and Under the Cherry Moon did gross about almost, it grossed almost like 11 million, which is mm-hmm. considered a failure. But I'm like, okay, well. I mean, that's something. Okay, that's all right. That's <laughs> but the soundtrack did, did not fail at all. Mm-hmm. It, pe- it peaked at number three on the pop charts and number two on the R&B Billboard charts while selling one million copies in the U.S. where Prince's sales during that time apparently has started decreasing. This album marked... Prince and the Revolution's final released album together. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs on this album was Another Love A Hole In Your Head, which is fire. So this song is about him putting his lover basically in her place because she apparently wants to leave him for someone else, right? Mm. Okay. And so lyrically, in the lyrics, his thing is, look, I've given you everything. I, I gave my love. I gave my life. I gave my body and my mind. <laughs> He's like, you know, I gave you all this stuff. Don't you know that you need me more than I need you? I'm like, right. okay, okay. I mean, right. let them know. I mean, Sheesh. let them know though. Cause people be trying to act like they don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. And so he says, you need another lover. Like you need a hole in your head. Mm. you know you know there ain't no other that's gonna do this duty in the bed like i do it and i'm like okay let her do the impression straight forward are we (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love it because i have heard that prince is spectacular in the bed so he just being real with it bless it okay and so the song features prince on lead and background vocals Mm-hmm. And it also features Susanna Melvoin, who was Prince's fiance at the time of this mm-hmm. recording and the shooting of the movie and all that stuff. And uh, of course, when we mentioned previously, she is the twin sister to a band member, Weldy. Weldy. Girl, <laughs> who that? Her name. <laughs> who that? Who is that? Who is Weldy? <laughs> Wendy Melvoin. Wendy, girl. You know, we I love you. We put a little extra in our drinks today. Yeah, we put, I put like let a us, shot let us live. Away, away. Let us live. <laughs> <laughs> so the track, unfortunately, was not a hit commercially, which now that surprised me. Yeah. Like another love of hole in your head is so fire. But yeah. it peaked at only number 63. On the Billboard Hot 100, despite a large amount of publicity and promotion, you know, that came with the movie. Yeah. I was like, that's stupid because I will put this on in my car and lose it. Today. Like right now. Today. (laughs) Like right now. Like right after we get off. So. (laughs) Yes. But that's my Definitely a jam. That is definitely a jam. All right. My fourth jam. Erotic City. Oh, wait, wait, just wait. My sister say wait. wait. Let's take another moment. <laughs> Your fourth jam Yo, is Erotic City. My fourth mm-hmm. jam is Erotic City and a jam it is indeed. Okay. Oh, boy. 
Now, this one was released as the B-side to the 1984 single, Let's Go Crazy, like I mentioned earlier. And the 12-inch version of the 1986 single, Girls and Boys. Erotic City was re-released on CD on the hits and the Mm B-sides in 1993. And Mm -hmm. the Girls 6 soundtrack in 96. Cool. The song can be heard in the Spike Lee film, Girls 6. I have not seen that. Have you seen it? I haven't either. No, oh, I have not seen Girl 6. Mm-mm. Sorry, y'all out Actually, there if y'all gonna say, what the heck? We ain't seen it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, while delivering his speech prior to the induction of the funk collective known as Parliament Funkadelic into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in May of 97, Prince explained that Erotic City was recorded directly after seeing Parliament Funkadelic at the Beverly Theater in Los Angeles in 1983. The song starts with a guitar string plucked and whammied before dropping into the drum track. Now they it sure do. It sure yes. does. Listen, mm-hmm. it sure does. Listen, woo, girl. This jam, girl. I can't. This freaking, okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna try to hold it together. The experimental number relies on a strong bass line and a simple keyboard riff, and it features Prince's voice both sped up and slowed down at various times to sound like different singers, which I love. Okay. I did. I love. I, okay, I did not know that, and it's, I, that's the, yes, the whole thing. I had it's amazing. It. I, it's lovely. Wow. Now it also featured is Sheila E. Mm-hmm, come on, in her recording mm-hmm. debut with Prince. Um, and even though the song was a B-side to a number one hit, it too received significant radio play. But about that radio play. <laughs> Let's get into that a little bit. Let's get into that. Cause, mm. Yeah. The song was notable for its sexual references and the use of the word F-U-C-K. Okay. Right. They mm-hmm. say in the lyrics, we can F until the dawn and God hey. to chase. Yes. God, daddy, can't you see? F so it's pretty, so pretty you you and me. And me. Anyway, yes. hey. 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 I'm going to comb my hair. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So that's what the lyrics say, right? Although some people, especially Sheila E., who sings the chorus, have claimed that the word is actually funk. F-U-N-K allowing it to be played on the radio in the late 80s into the 90s. However, since 2004, the radio version is edited to omit the potential obscenity because the Federal Communications Commission has levied fines against stations that played the song for broadcasting allegedly indecent material, including radio stations in Las Vegas, San Antonio, and Phoenix. I'm not going to lie. They dropped that F-bomb so smooth, you almost <laughs> miss it. It's like, wait, what did they say? Did they say it? Like, what? what? It just right? flow. It's such a smooth flow. Because for the longest time, I did not realize that it was the F-word. Mm-hmm. But it is. Or is it fun? Like I, I think I was know. grown, like, in my 20s by the time yeah. I realized that. Yeah. I mean, it's smooth. They slip it right in there. It's like, oh, I played it on the radio. Nobody don't even notice that's what you're saying. <laughs> Ain't nobody even gonna pay it no attention. Just play the song. Play the song. <laughs> but it's hot. That song is hot. Every time I comb my hair, <laughs> you get in my eyes. Yes. Hey, man. You're when talking I t- about a jam. 
when I tell you they had all the jams, that's why I, yes. I feel like I wasn't ready for this episode. <laughs> but we ready. We in here. That excellent is my song choice. Excellent. Thank so, you. Woo, that erotic city. Let me, sip my tea. Let me sip my. I don't know what I'm drinking, y'all. This drink is, I don't know. I got whiskey, <laughs> bourbon to be specific. I have bourbon, uh-huh. triple sec, lemon juice, and simple syrup. Put it in my shaker. Yum. I'm drinking it up like a martini in my martini glass. Yum. It's delicious. It's kind of like a sidecar, but I think a sidecar is supposed to be cognac. So this is like a bourbon sidecar. Whatever. It's delicious. It sounds yum. delicious. It sounds yes. delicious. Yes. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm on to my last jam, sister. Come on with it then. Sad face. That's so right. my my final favorite Prince and the Revolution jam is Girls and Boys. Girls and Boys. Hey. Okay. Another track from the 1986 Parade album that also served as a soundtrack for Under the Cherry Moon. Mm-hmm. I will always and forever love this song because it's it's actually one of my favorite scenes from the movie, right? So Prince, okay. who whose character's name is Christopher Tracy in the movie, mm-hmm. and, and Jerome Benton, whose character's name is Tricky, they crash the 21st birthday party of Prince's love interest in this movie. And like the girl is rich that he's interested in, right? So the mm-hmm. party is at like this estate and it's this like this super Ooh. fancy party. And so they crash it and he starts dancing on top of this super grand, uh, expensive piano and Tricky gets up on a table and starts dancing <laughs> to it. So they like singing girls and boys and then mm-hmm. all these people are just flabbergasted. They're like, oh, <laughs> why are they on the piano? Oh, oh my word. So it, oh my word. What is he doing? <laughs> and so um, Prince is basically trying to catch the eye of this rich 21 year old girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she's about to gain access to her $50 million trust fund now that she's 21. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Prince and Jerome, they're like gigolos. And so they try to like get the money from like these rich women, you know? Uh-huh. And so he, he sees how beautiful she is. And so he has to charm her by getting on this piano, singing girls and boys and showing her what he got, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just forever associated with that. The <laughs> song was clearly written for the soundtrack as he's singing about how he's grown accustomed to her opulent lifestyle mm-hmm. they love to kiss love to kiss on the steps of versailles versailles palace in france the mm-hmm. film was actually shot in france nice and how he wants to give her all the love that he can but she's promised to another man because her father has her betrothed to like this other rich dude so they can combine fortunes you know how they do that crap uh-huh. yes mm-hmm. and so he sings girls and boys and so she like oh he can move and so <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest is history mm-hmm. um girls and boys was released as a single in the uk Okay. But in the U.S., it was really it was a B-side to the release of Another Love of Hole in Your Head. Following the smash success of its predecessor, Kiss, Girls and Boys peaked at number 11 in the U.K., but again, not released as a single here in the States. Girls and Boys is considered to be more of a funky vibe from the revolution, yeah. featuring both um, like live drumming as well as the drum machine, Lynn LM1. Mm-hmm. 
the keyboard hook has a pe- peculiar peculiar <laughs> duck like sound, which I was like, a duck? I'm like, I don't remember. Here we go. We can't never like, identify these sounds. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. And I went back and I'm like, well, I guess that kind of sounds like a duck, Is but not really. But know. it's <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I, got I don't think that's what ducks sound like. I don't know. Like I feel I feel like y'all listening too hard or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so this is the first official print single to include the saxophone contributions of Eric Leeds. And then we have backing vocals by Wendy and Lisa, mm-hmm. Rawls, mm-hmm. and Susanna Melvoin. So they are okay. the background vocals. Love a it. fire jam. Girls and boys. Hey. Love it. Love I think it. My favorite, I think my favorite lines is um when he's singing. He's singing like the girl had the cutest ASS he's ever seen. And then he's he says, he did too. They were meant to be. Right. Right. Like, why? <laughs> wait a minute. It's really. I mean, I guess had, it like it is. He like, okay, I got the cutest ass as I've ever seen too. So we should be together. Right. So, I mean, it That's, works. It works. That is so Prince. <laughs> so Prince. Definitely. Great fifth jam. Well, my fifth and final jam is Kiss. Woo! I should have said, my fifth and final jam is No, you should have said you should say my fifth and final jam is kiss. <laughs> Listen, all of that. Okay, it's all, all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! So, kiss is a song composed, written, and produced by Prince, released by the Paisley Park label as the lead single from Prince and the Revolution's eighth studio album, Parade, in nineteen eighty six, um, on February fifth. It was a number one hit worldwide, holding the top spot of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart for two weeks. The single was certified gold in 1986 for shipments of one million copies by the RIAA. The song was ranked number 85 on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest songs of all time in 2021. Now, Kiss started as a rough acoustic demo with a verse and chorus written by Prince. He gave his demo to the funk band Maserati, who approached him in the first place for an extra song for their debut album. And they worked on it with producer David Z at Sunset Sound Studio 2, while Prince was busy working in the studio next to them, Studio 3. In the end, Prince decided to finish the song, retaining David Z's unique funky rhythm and background vocal arrangements by Maserati's Bruce DeShazer and Marvin Gunn. David Z recounts how the band had expected a songwriting credit and were ticked off when it didn't materialize. Mm. Now Prince ultimately, yeah, Prince mm. ultimately removed the bass line and added the signature guitar and falsetto vocal. The final minimalist song was a hard sell to Warner Brothers, but upon Prince's insistence, the song was released and added to Parade. Despite Warner Brothers not wanting to release it as a single, Kiss became Prince's third number one U.S. hit following 1984's highly successful When Does Cry and Let's Go Crazy. Mm. It was was also a big hit across the Atlantic, reaching number six on the U.K. singles chart. The song won Prince another 29th annual Grammy Award for 
for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals and was nominated for Grammy Award for Best R&B Song. The song became a staple at Prince's concerts and was usually sung partially by the audience. I'm sure. True. It was I sung, mean, true. It was true. sung fully by the audience, first of all. Because <laughs> it's a jam. Again, what I wouldn't give to have been at one of them shows, man. Man, man. man. That's why I'm trying to catch everybody Ooh. now. Everybody we still got, I'm trying to see them. Yeah. Okay. We trying, trying to see them. All right. Now, the song Kiss had, I'm going to say approximately, because I don't know if this number is super accurate, 46 mm. covers. 46 covers? Excuse me? 46? 46. 46 covers. Ranging from pop versions to soul and jazz. All sorts of different varieties of this song. And you know why? Because it's a jam. Because right, right. you know why? Because it was Prince and the Revolution. I mean, that's right. So that's my fifth jam. Act your age, not your shoe size. Act your age, bro. Not your shoes. Definitely a jam. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. Okay. You don't. You don't have to be to rule my world. Ain't, Ain't no, no particular, particular sign I'm more compatible, I'm with. compatible I, with. That's another part I, I usually you. didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, what did he say right I was like, huh? What are these words? But I know him. I know him now. I Ain't know no him now. Ain't no particular sign I'm more compatible with. I just want your extra time. You and yo, Let me kids. tell you something. If we were of age during that time when i tell you we probably would have been traveling to see every one of them shows oh absolutely i'd have been following him around i've been following a lot of people around on tour like okay where's the next stop i'm on my way i'm on my way i don't know where i got all that money from but i'd have figured it out <laughs> lit so shortly after the parade tour in october of 1986 um, after all the tension between Prince and Wendy and Lisa due to his relationship with Susanna, Prince invited Wendy and Lisa to dinner at his rented Beverly Hills home and fired them. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the disbandment of the revolution. So unhappy with their lack of credit and creativity, Wendy and Lisa went on to perform as a duo. Um, Susanna ended up leaving the revolution too, following a breakup with Prince. And she performed for a time with Wendy and Lisa as a backup singer in their band. Uh, Prince then called Bobby Z to tell him that he was being replaced by Sheila E. Although he was kept on payroll for quite a few years after the fact, um, honoring his contract. But Bobby Z released a solo album in 1989. Then Brown Mark was asked to stay, but he quit. Although he said it was partly out of loyalty to the others and also because he was unhappy with the direction of Prince's music at the time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Matt Fink remained with Prince until 1991. And that I mean... brings the end of Prince and the Revolution. But man, oh man, was man. it an iconic run. Let me tell you something. I know we got more episodes coming on Prince, but The Revolution was by far my favorite Prince band. Period. Poop. Period. Period. Poop. 
period poo. I think right. it's probably period poo. <laughs> My favorite Prince band, hands down, is the Revolution. I mean, when I tell you they did that, did nobody I mean, do it like Prince in the Revolution? Who can top Purple Rain? I mean, you can't. You can't. You just can't. I mean, and Purple Rain won an Oscar for best best original song. I think probably. I think it did. It won an Oscar. Yes, it did. I mean, matter, matter of fact, one hundred percent, it won an Oscar. So it's like, yes. it's hard for you to top that. It's like it's Prince and the Revolution that. were here. They were here, and they did yes. that. Yes, and I'm Love here it. for our discussion of it. I'm yes. here for it as well. We well, did it. I'm it, so proud y'all. of us. We made it. We made it. We had y'all on here for two and a half days, but we did it. <laughs> and that's it. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We hope that we did this episode justice. I mean, only the best for Prince, right? Yes. Yes. And we love you, Prince. We love you, Prince. Is we there anything? <laughs> <laughs> is there any not me trying to go on and act like that was normal oh help us anything else my sister no that's all i got thank y'all for hanging in there with us we really had to do this prince and revolution and get all that information out there we love them so much so we hope y'all enjoyed it yes a whole ball of fun we'll see y'all next week bye Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of My Sister Sham Podcast. Please remember to rate and review the show. Follow us on social media at My Sister Sham on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have questions or feedback, you can always email us at mysistersham at gmail.com. And shout out to Matt Monroe Music for our original intro music. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.